After all that drama, I almost feel like I owe you guys an update. Everything bothers him. Be it Ocha, it's not going to be canceled. I repeat, Ocha will not be canceled. So be it Ocha, new start time, 11 o'clock, sign up, 10 p.m. Be at Ocha. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody? Ty Rivera here, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. <clears throat> Wearing my hair a little different right now. Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligators. Whimsy's Alligators, the never-to-be-a-sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. And I thought never to be mentioned again, but Bijou is really tearing that up right now. I guess when she likes them, she likes them. And when she doesn't, she doesn't. And it's just up to me to be a better pet owner and know what she means by her little dance. Does she want a regular treat? Does she want an alligator? I don't know. With these dogs, you know, you try to figure them out as best you can. But sometimes it's like, I just wish you would speak English. You come here taking everybody's jobs. Wait. Anyway. Um, so what's going on? Okay, so I, like I said, I feel like I owe you guys an update. Um, what ended up happening with that situation that I was referring to last week, which I won't be using names because after I told you guys, after we learned the lesson or I learned the lesson, then the names don't matter anymore. So that person did not show up, thankfully. And I hope that's foreshadowing of more professional behavior to come. And I don't mean that any shade at all. I really do hope that that gets on that track because that's really the way I feel about everything and everyone right now. You know, like uh, I had mentioned that situation and I mentioned AJ Rivera was had stepped in and said that he would help me and he had already come up with the flyer. And the way he just jumped in there and did everything he was supposed to do, it really just took a load off my shoulders. And I got to see that what it is I think that's required or should be. And keep in mind, AJ did all of this with this not being the dream he sold me on. He never told me this was his dream or he wanted to do it. He jumped in to help me and had that much initiative just on helping me. So for me, if you think, I don't think that that's the epitome of being a professional and what you needed to do in that situation, if you wanted to come in and help out, like, you know, you're mistaken because I definitely do appreciate that for exactly what it is. And just like I'll talk about shitty things when they happen, I'll talk about good things when they happen, too, because the plan was to be there at eight. I ended up getting there at eight ten because I had to stop by and get some cash real quick because I wanted to tip the servers. I forgot that, you know, I'd get cash at the end of whatever. <sighs> so I ended up being eight minutes late. When I get there, AJ's car is already in the parking lot. Okay, that's looking good to me. Then I want to finish smoking a cigarette, but I know I got to go inside. And I peek inside the window, and AJ is already talking to the uh, owner about the sound system or whatever. They were standing near the speaker at the time, so I would assume it was to do with sound and stuff like that. But, um... Yeah, it just, you know, and thank you to all the comics that showed up because uh, like a lot of comics showed up and a lot of comics that I like and respect and was hoping to see there. And I don't think of things in terms, even though I know people have said that before, trust me, I don't think of like who's not here tonight and who's like, you know, when you can make it to the mic, you can make it to the mic. You know, I personally would not tell any comic to avoid doing any 
spots that they can possibly grow at and get better at. So, you know, if that means somebody that I don't have, like, that's the thing, you know, I know that sometimes people stay bitter with me and people will ask me about that a bit. And if I worry about those people trying to sabotage or, you know, like do anything shady. And really, I don't worry about that because I look at it like this. Like, we're both trying to dig a straight line, right? Just like, not full tunnel, but you know what I mean? Just like dig a straight line. And if I'm looking at you, then my line's going to be crooked. But I'm trying to do a straight line. So I should keep looking forward and see so that I visualize where I need that straight line to be. So if I'm looking at you or you're looking at me... We really are just messing up our own line. So I don't really see that as anything that I'm going to give any real consideration to. I've said what I said in the past about the different people I've said them about. And I said that at a point it would be time to move on and just work on the work. So anybody that doesn't want to work on the work, that's just going to be your problem and your life is going to reflect that. Like, I'm not going to try to sabotage people, get in anybody's way, be saying shady things about other people. If you're running shows, if you're being a professional, if you're taking care of the comics like you're supposed to, if you're giving people stage time, which is much needed for newer comics, then I'm not going to have a problem with you and I have nothing bad to say about you. If you're talking about me, like I said, that's just going to be on you because I personally just want things to get better around me and I see a lot of potential out on the scene. And I don't say that because I don't have to say that. You know what I mean? Like as far as Ocha Bar goes... That was a really great turnout. And like I said, the good comics that I wanted to see were there. And like, you know, I'm sure more comics that I didn't think of that night. James K. Johnson was somebody I wanted to see there, but he wasn't able to make it or whatever, you know. But I look forward to seeing him there when he can make it. Randall Crabmeat Thompson, I hope, will bless us with this presence. Um, there's kind of, you know, I could name quite a few names that I definitely would like to see there, but didn't happen to make it that night. And I don't care and I don't feel any way about that. You know, like people have different commitments and this should be an option. And if everything works out the way that I want it to, then it should naturally cycle itself out. And where some people are busy on a particular Thursday, some people will be able to make it. Where some people are tired, some people will want to do a set. And I just want to give people like a good quality open mic, yes, but at the same time show, you know, where it's the comics that really are working on their stuff and Yeah, maybe you'll be doing some brand new stuff, but also throw in some of the stuff that you know works and know works from the mic, you know, to give people a quality experience because people are going to be eating and drinking at the same time. If you saw the way the turnout worked out, it wasn't just comics in the room and we want to continue to build that, you know what I mean, and make it what it is it should be. That's the way I feel about it. That's the way I think about it. And so... Like personal feelings or being petty with other people just isn't really on the list for me at this point. You know, there were points where I thought things were important to call call out. Now I feel like it's the time to put your head down and get to work. Like that's the way I personally feel. And so if comics don't feel comfortable coming to where I am, then I'm fine with that. And I'm not going to shame anybody. I'm not going to make that seem like a thing because for me, it's not a thing. But just know that when you're ready to come down and work on your stuff, do come work on your stuff. You know, I mean, like, I'll definitely welcome, like, I might not personally welcome people I don't like, but those people can just deal with AJ. But I'm not going to be hostile and I'm not going to be weird. It's just like if we don't fuck with each other, you know, I'm not going to walk up and start bugging you if that's what you're worried about or you think that kind of thing is going to happen because that's not at all what I'm trying to have I really didn't mean it 
when I said I wanted to have a Thursday for the comedy community. You know, I want a place where people can go, have a good time, get their set in, get some drinks, get some food. You know, I mean, the food is good there. It's really good there. <laughs> I had the pad thai again, which is, I know, beginner Thai food, but like I love pad thai. And so it was really good. And, you know, um, yeah, I just want to keep seeing how much I can grow everything and how much I can see my friends continue to grow because it really does like I don't think people understand exactly how much I love stand up in the way that I really do like watching people get better and watching people grow and watching their bits grow. That sounds bad, depending on what country you're from in Australia. They used to refer to your privates as your bits. But um, not that I was in Australia for a long time. I was like, it was a very quick trip. But neither here nor there. I really do want to see people's stuff get better and better and see people grow and improve. There's a lot of raw talent right now out on the scene. And to shape that, it really does take actual stage time and comedy experience you know so i could tell you this is the way you should do it and blah 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 and you know if you're not putting it in practice if you're not actually working on it if you're not actually trying to figure it all out on stage which is what really counts and yeah the writing is very important i wouldn't dissuade you from that i need to do more writing you know but uh like there's no there's no substitute for getting on stage if you're a comedian and so that's what I want to see a lot more of. This channel, I'll continue to do Unbothered once a week, but really the focus of this channel is going to be like hot topics and me talking about things that I want to talk about because this has been cool as an exercise or whatever, but it doesn't bring in the views that, you know, talking about hot topics of the day on the days that I really feel them bring in views. So that's something that I have to consider just as far as the business goes. Also on the business side, I have another room in the works right now, which is going to be a Saturday late night. And I want to do like a true Saturday late night. I just talked about it on Facebook. I joked and said, I want to call it, hey, come do your coke over here. But uh, <laughs> they, they're a gay bar and they really want me to do something there and have been wanting me to do something there for a while but I don't think I could pull off hey come do your coke over here I don't think that they would approve that but we're gonna have drink specials and that too I want to just grow it into something where you know that one I think well depending on which one we do where I'm not sure if that should be like the because um, one of them is going to be mixed where people can just do whatever talent they want to do like because uh, like I a lot of times I want that like I mentioned that I wanted a vibe and that's really what I want I want people to go places and be like this is a cool hangout this is a cool kind of thing to do and if you think about old school Vegas like a lot of it was variety shows you know it wasn't just straight stand-up because straight stand-up wasn't a thing like that people had to be able to sing dance blah 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 I realize we're not going to get all that in people nowadays you know what I mean like not everybody's going to be a Debbie Reynolds nowadays, which Debbie Reynolds, if you ever saw her old lady, um, well, you know, by the time we all caught up with her, she was an old lady. And um, I used to watch her open up the Kenny Kerr show, which was at the Debbie Reynolds Hotel and Casino back when that was a thing over on. I think it's Convention Center is where that is, you know, where that space used to be. I don't know what it is now, but um, I would go there and watch her and she would do the old school twirl, you know, like you would see on. And that's really what I kind of want to see Vegas and Vegas comedy and Vegas entertainment 
work itself back into. And if I can be a part of that and a part of making that happen with stand up, obviously being the focus, because stand up is my first love. You know, I really do love stand up. And so I'm always going to want to help stand ups out. I also want to like this is going to be out of gay bar. And uh, like a part of that is because I want the LGBTQ community here in town to really see how it is that they can use me, you know, and how I can be an asset to the LGBT community, especially specifically here in Vegas, because I do feel like since I spent so much of my like young party time here in this city and really know that part of like LGBT life, especially in this city from like when I was younger, um, but I feel like I give a different perspective and yeah, that may not always be the most politically correct sounding, um, you know, but it's not about the words. It really is about the action and those kinds of things. And that's where I can, f I feel like I can be the most helpful in LGBT because, you know, a certain part of my life was shaped by a particular time in LGBT history where we did have less rights and we did have to put up with being offended a little more and understand that not everybody was going to be sensitive to those issues. And while I'm glad with the progress or happy with the progress that we've made, at the same time, I can't help but feel like maybe sometimes some of that toughness would come in a little bit handy, you know, instead of like jumping the gun on every issue and making it seem like, oh, the gay community is whining again because that's what the perception has become. So then you take a person like me that's a little bit more like cool with, you know, people misusing words or people having to learn and willing to be a little bit more introductory about it with people instead of just assuming everybody's going to know these things. I think there is a place for both and both could be tempered to a certain degree, but at the same time, they're both valid and important perspectives. And so that's what I think would be important for me and the gay community to really hash out here in Las Vegas. And then they could actually use me to my max potential. You know, I'm very interested in helping out the switch program, which if you're not familiar with the switch program, that's a program here at the LGBTQ center, otherwise known as just the center. That's what they call it. People think I'm joking when I say that, but they really do call, do call it that. Um, there's a program called the switch program, which is basically like a free thrift store. You know what I mean? You can just go pick up clothes, but it's specifically for the transgender, uh, the transgender youth uh, at, uh, the, that go to the center so that they can wear clothes that correspond, you know, cause a lot of times their parents aren't going to buy them boy clothes. Sometimes their parents think you were born a girl, you're going to be a girl, you know, and then they have trouble getting clothes. And so this offers something for that. Some kids are homeless and LGBT. I don't know what the statistics are on that now. I'm sure it's gone down quite a bit, but at the same time, homeless kids are homeless kids and homeless LGBT kids can be more susceptible to crime. And I know like hate crimes and I know how that happens. And I'm not going to pretend that I have no heart for that or don't realize that that is a thing. But sometimes that's who I feel like my messages and the things that I say about LGBT are a little more geared to, you know what I mean? Some people will speak for the people that are more like blogs and SJW culture, where I speak more to the bitch on the bus, you know what I mean? The one that's just trying to get through life and maybe their parents have put them out and they're doing sex work to get through it. I personally didn't get put out, so I'm not trying to make it seem like that was my thing. I chose at a point to put myself out because I know that my parents didn't get I knew at the time that my parents didn't get me and 
I didn't want to deal with that uncomfortability. So instead, I kind of made my own way out, you know, first through boyfriend, which was like legitimate love. I wasn't just looking for a place to go. You know, it wasn't like that kind of situation. Um, but it did turn out to be a mistake. And I know for a fact that I did move in with him sooner than I should have because I wanted to get away from the uncomfortability at home. And so, like, there are certain parts of the LGBT community that a person like me can speak directly to that maybe a person of the different ilk that I mentioned might not be the most understanding of or they might not feel like that person really resonates with them or their story really resonates with them. So, you know, even though I'm firm in the way that I joke and that's not something I'm really going to go into it with the LGBT community or the LGBT center about, you know, I'm not going to, there will be certain events where if things are in bad taste just as a comic and it's because my job, it's my job to entertain, I will definitely take into account. But for the most part, when I'm just talking to adults and we're all like, you know, cause I, um, didn't tell you guys this, but we did, uh, like a Q and a for the LGBT center youth group, uh, me and some other LGBT comics when I did the comedy festival. And there, obviously, certain things aren't going to be the best for the kids. And, you know, maybe they're not going to be able to understand any kind of nuance or what it is I'm saying exactly. And so in that case, I know that I'm not to upset the kids. So obviously, I tailored the way that I did things and like the things that they talked to me about, like I am very 100% when it comes to stand up, especially, well, anything, if you really want to do it, don't worry about what you look like. Don't worry about what people tell you about yourself. Don't worry about anything sexual identity sexual orientation whatever you are you are and let your gift show like that's really the way I feel about all of this and that goes for anything like across the board that's the way I feel but I say it especially to LGBT people because a lot of us were raised to hate ourselves in different ways and I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't a part of that you know that I didn't grow up with that as part of my experience you didn't want to be what you were so you had to hate it on some level and so Sometimes I speak more to that and more to the strength that it takes to overcome that than I do to maybe what I consider weaker. And I know that that's not a politically correct term to say it or a politically correct way to term it. But uh, like at the same time, I feel like, well, this is how I feel. And I know that some other LGBT people feel the same way that I do. And so... I think that different people should be able to have the option of drawing different types of strength from different kind of people that they see. When we talk about representation, it can't just be a certain kind of Mexican that you want to see or a certain kind of Mexican LGBT cute person that you want to see sometimes I just want to show you the person that I am and not necessarily draw it from my ethnicity or my sexual orientation sometimes I just want you to relate to me as a person sometimes I feel like in relating to me as a person you'll understand me better as an LGBT person and I know that not everybody's going to agree with the, the way that I think but I don't agree with the way everybody else thinks either and there's nothing wrong with either way. You know, if we truly are a rainbow, then why is it certain shades of the rainbow aren't really allowed to be part of the rainbow? If you know the way that a rainbow works, it really does take all of it, you know? So, like, just look at your computer ink, for Christ's sake. <laughs> like, look at all the colors it takes to make up. And yeah, it's only a couple colors, but they really... <laughs> but, you know, and so it's it's like... 
it's all important. Me, you, everybody, you know, some people are stupid, but I don't really pay attention to them and I don't really care what they think about my comedy. You know, sometimes people will completely understand, uh, misunderstand me and be like, you hate other LGBT people. And I'm like, in my head, it's like, I'm not going to argue with you. But at the same time, you know, if that's what you take from it, that's what you take from it. And maybe I as a comedian, as an artist can take that into account and be like, why would anybody get at that, that, uh, you know, that impression. And if people do have that impression, is that something I should somehow work into my act or figure out how to make funny, you know? So th my point is, these are more the things that I'm concerning myself with is how I'm going to not only help out my community when it comes to comedy, help out my community when it comes to LGBT, help out myself, help out my family, figure out how I'm just going to be an asset overall to everything that it is that I'm going to be involved with rather than think about who I can tear down or who I can have a grudge with. I mean, like the views on these are like three, 600 is a high, but like a lot of times somewhere between 150 and 300, that's not a lot of views. And so it wouldn't make sense for me to just continue to do this. And like I said, yeah, once a week I'll be doing the unbothered. But as far as like me having drama with anybody on the scene, there should be no reason for drama. I definitely won't be starting any. And you can all check me out and watch the way I'm going to be doing things. Like I said, I'm just steering clear completely of everything. And if people want to do little things to throw salt or whatever, do whatever you have to do. Break yourself on me like everybody else has so far. Because I don't know why, but people really love driving themselves crazy over me. People have done some very, very dumb things to fuck me over and it's like you didn't fuck me over technically all you did was get on my nerves a little bit like that situation that was going on last week I will admit that I did finally have to break down and smoke some of the wacky tobacco but now I gotta get right back on my thing but I will explain that really quick just because I think sometimes people miss the vulnerability and I don't mean to say that in a manipulative way. Um, but just because a lot of times when people try to make it seem like they're vulnerable or stuff or they tell you about their vulnerability, you're like, mm, this is more of a manipulation. Uh, but this is like really the way I feel about it when it comes to some of these situations, especially like the one that happened last week is I don't have fake friends like, you know, in my head. Like any of the people that I help out or deal with on the open mic scene, it really is there's no ulterior motive because there could be no ulterior motive. You know, it's like I would like to help you because I think you're talented and I think I can genuinely help you out or, you know, and a lot of times that's not even with material. It's just like if I can get you spots or tell you about things or have you do things you know, or recommend you for things like that's something that I do because I want to see comedy continue to get better, you know, and I want to see everything continue to grow, like I said earlier. But um, once these people turn on me, it's like, OK, cool, that's what it is. And it happened or whatever. But then when it's over, just let it be over. You know what I mean? Like, don't keep trying to like make it a thing because for me, it's really not like I had somebody from not too long ago 
that we like are completely truth or whatever tell me at a point that he wanted to still talk about some of that stuff from when we weren't getting along and I just felt like I don't really have anything to talk about because I don't feel any particular way about that I said everything I had to say on unbothered like that's the point of this podcast yeah I will talk about people exactly the way I feel everything in the moment because if you guys don't know the theme to this podcast it really is I talk about something that bothers me until I'm unbothered so I'm completely unbothered about the stuff that these people usually want to address. And I feel like there's really nothing for us to talk about. But if any of these people really feel it and want to get unbothered, I do give and I'm going to send out a couple text messages just so people know person to person. I will give them an opportunity to come on unbothered and get unbothered. I just personally don't see a point in getting unbothered if we're not on unbothered. And we can talk about whatever you want to talk about and really in depth. You know what I mean? I don't mind doing that at all for anybody that feels any particular way about anything I said about them. You have an open invitation to come on unbothered, you know, but the only caveat is you have to actually know me. It can't be some of these crazies that are like, you know, I actually know Tyra Vera. Some of you have really pretended in your heads for so long that we have a relationship together that we don't have, that it really has warped your perception. And it's, again, goes back to people will really make themselves crazy over me. And I'm not really sure why that is. But I'm not worth your suicide mission because, like I said earlier, I'm not going to dedicate my life to anybody else. And as far as people talking about me, whether it's good or bad, it's promotion and I need eyes on what's going on right now. So the more people talk about me, the more my name gets out there, the less I give a fuck because that's the other thing. When people have already said everything about you and in a lot of cases been so loose with the way things went down, you really do at a point get unbothered by that too, you know, because you're just like, well, I don't really care about that. A big part of my main focus right now is also getting back to the gym the way that I need to because there's a way that things are supposed to look. There's a way that I like things to look. And the jump rope is cute, but it hasn't been getting it the way that I can get it with the kind of cardio that I usually do. And I want to go back to something more like that. Then eventually I got to get my surgery for my hernia. There's a lot going on that makes it so. I hope everybody understands. I am going to have to concentrate on what I have to concentrate on. And if you need attention, you're going to need to find it somewhere else. Anyway, this has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best. And <clears throat> now my voice starts getting. Anyway, this has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world.